This is Damon Udicek, and this is the Ideal Money Life Podcast. This is my journey to build a business from zero to $1 million in 12 months. I'm going to experience a lot in the next 12 months. I'm super excited about the journey. I can't wait to share my failures, my successes, and everything in between. All right, let's do this. Good morning. This is Damon. Uh, Really looking forward to the start of the day. I had a really good weekend, uh, and I feel pretty well rested. So this is going to be a a pretty busy week, I can tell already. I've got uh, next week I'm going on my little monthly vacation. We're going to head out on Monday, probably in the the afternoon, and we'll be gone until uh, Friday. So almost a whole week off, and I'm looking forward to the time off. It's, um, It's going to give me an opportunity to just unwind some and then just regroup and Uh, take a break from everything. One of the things that uh, I want to talk about that we, we, I think that we all have is we've got a big gold mine in front of us. And when I say this, there's, there's this tendency in life and in business to always be looking for the next shiny object, the next squirrel to get us what we want, whatever that may be. And the, the example I'm going to give here is uh, we bought an RV about a year and a half ago. And we used it, we used it about once a month for four, five, four days, four or five days on average. Um, once or twice a year, we'll take a longer trip. When... Um, now we've enjoyed the RV. It's been a lot of fun. It's given us some family time together. Uh, it's it's just been fantastic. Well, one of my one of my uh, friends had requested to use or to rent the RV for me, and I just kind of I just kind of I, I didn't really respond to it. And then finally, I said, "Sure, let's do it." Um, and there's a a listing website, uh, the one I, there's a couple of them. And essentially what that is, is very similar to Airbnb, where people rent out their houses and they are essentially getting people who want a short-term rental of the house. If someone wants to rent an RV, they can rent someone's RV that they already own. And so is you've got a website where people can, you know, search and find uh, the RV that you have. Um, the second thing is they offer insurance, a million dollars of insurance for both the renter and the owner. Um, and they have a um, customer support line with tra- uh, roadside assistance, all this other stuff. So essentially... You know, I've got to do my stuff on the front end. I've got to, you know, 
make sure that the RV's clean and all this other stuff. And But once the customer has the RV and is renting it, then they've got their, their customer support line that, that takes care of them along the way. Um, and so that seemed like a great way to go. I don't have to worry about the insurance, all this other stuff. So, um, so I was, I was like, well, let me try it. And, uh, as soon as we listed the, the RV for my friend, some, someone else was interested in it and we're, we're renting that out. And, uh, essentially an asset, uh, an RV that uh, has been just sitting in the storage lot and we can be renting it out when we're not using it. And we'll actually be making cash every month on this. And then we've got uh, some things that we'll be able to, essentially we've got a a business up and running and so we'll get some tax advantages for that RV that before that really there were no real tax advantages for so in the future when I get repairs that'll be a portion of that'll be tax deductible and uh, all this you know rental storage rental be tax deductible Uh, now I will say this this is based on my knowledge I am not providing any tax advice for you, so make sure to consult your own tax advisor on these things. But when I t- consulted mine, those were my tax advisors. Those were the things that I was able to determine were some tax advantages for me. This is something I'm pretty, pretty jazzed about because now instead of something that was pulling money out of my personal budget, it's going to put money into my personal budget. Um, and that's just one example of many things where if I, I bet if I spent an hour just looking at, now here's, here's, here's another thing that you can do. Um, and I haven't done this recently, um, but I did this about two months ago where I started thinking, you know, back when I first started my business and I did some things that resulted in me getting business. You know, I've been in business for 11 years now with the, with the accounting practice. I would not have been in business. I wouldn't be in business still if I wasn't doing something successfully. Uh, and so what I did is I started looking back to some of the things I initially did that were successful. One of those things I did was I, I had a newsletter that went out every month. And people loved my newsletter. I wrote it every month. And I started it up. I did two months. And then I halted because I was doing the One Funnel Away Challenge. Uh, so the... the one thing that it'll be something I'm going to get back into, but there's just, it was, I needed to stop that then in order to do my one funnel away challenge. Um, and I'm just about done with that. And so then when I'm done with that, um, the other thing that the reason I stopped is because I started posting on my blog so much. And then in June I went to, to Europe. 
So there's all these things that I've tried to do all this other stuff. And I, you know, I've got, I dropped the ball on the magazine because some other things became more important. Now, once I reintroduce the magazine again, I'm going to add that as part of my offer stack that uh, people that get into my monthly program will be eligible for the magazine. And the thing is, is, is when I look at things that I have bought from people, those are things I've found valuable. And so as I get people into my monthly coaching program, that's when I'm going to restart the the Ideal Money Life magazine. And there'll be all sorts of articles in there. And um, I'll get some additional guidance on that, on what to put in the magazine. Um, so it's, you know, there's things that you try and test and some things aren't getting results. So initially the the Ideal Money Life magazine wasn't getting the results I wanted, um, but I also didn't put it out long enough. Um, truth be told, though, it wasn't, uh, there wasn't enough, um, and maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I don't start it up until January next year. I'm not, not quite sure yet. Uh, we'll see. Um, but right now the, the major focus is on, um, getting my funnel started, uh, which will be happening this week. So. That is essentially the thing to think about is we've got a hidden gold mine and take a period of time, half hour, one hour, and go ahead and list um, things that you've done in the past that have been successful for your business. And if you, you know, when you first start out. What was it that you did that started to detract um, your customers? What did you do that was successful? Because a lot of times we we forget what we did that was successful. And so by refocusing on the things that the things that got got us successful, if we do it again and this time we tweak it a little bit to where we're doing it better, we could probably get better results. Um, so that's that's kind of what I have on my mind for this morning. And I'm at my office. Hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you later. All righty. Well, it's the end of the day and I had a good part of the day to start off with. I got my one-time offer completed and I am looking forward to that being done. And then I had a little bit of stuff left to do with the computer that I had bought. Uh, Unfortunately, it ended up being uh, time wasted. Um, And so I had, you know, a number of different softwares I typically use that I needed to install on that new computer. And then I started using it and all my programs started crashing. It was bizarre. So I called back the vendor who I bought it from and, you know, let him know that things were crashing. And so I had to, um, went down to a local computer store here 
and I purchased a new computer. And so I'm glad to be done with that. This new computer actually would be a better fit for me. Um, it'll, uh, one of the things I'm doing is I'm encoding video. And so it uses a, what they call a solid state hard drive, which I don't even know what that is, but um, it'll, in any event, the, the new computer I'm getting will be much better. Um, so there we go. Um, so it kind of stunk because I had a half a day yesterday in getting the new, you know, just getting stuff transferred over, you know, just uh, fortunately enough, I only transfer computers every so often, every couple of years. So um, it was just a bottleneck. And, you know, that's what happens sometimes is, unfortunately, that basically lost a day to, to that. But that's, you know, that's what happens sometimes. So tomorrow I've got my new bookkeeper coming on board and we'll be um, getting her up and running the first thing tomorrow. And then I've got a couple coaching meetings tomorrow. And so I'm looking forward to those sessions and that's about all that's going on tomorrow. This week, um, I feel like I've still got a lot to do. I, I you know, the, the One Funnel Away Challenge that I did, um, basically, I'm about a week behind with it. Um, so I'm in, we're technically done with the challenge, but I am in week five of four weeks. And so essentially, the work that I could have done, I guess, two weeks ago didn't get done on time. Uh, and part of that was is that uh, I didn't order my graphics uh, in an appropriate time. You know, but that's, you know, I wouldn't have known, you know, it just takes time to hire that stuff out. But that's that's fine. So where are we at this week? So. The, I feel like I'm a little bit overwhelmed, um, and part of that is I've got a decent amount of client work to get done before I head out, um, and fortunately, with the transition of getting my bookkeeper in place, that'll that'll I'll be able to offload the majority of that work to her. Um, and the other thing that I found kind of interesting was about two o'clock, I was feeling about done <laughs> and I was just like, Oh, why am I feeling done? Well, there were two reasons. One reason was I, uh, started my day early. And so I'd actually been working, I think about nine hours at that point. And then the other one being that I didn't go for my walk and I, hopefully I'll be able to get my walk in tomorrow. I'm not, not sure yet, but I'll look through that. I feel like I'm rambling a little bit. So I'm going to pause briefly to collect my thoughts. All right. So I'm back. Um, one thing's kind of interesting is, uh, this local computer company that I'm using is one that one of my former employee, one of my former employers used pretty extensively, uh, and um, 
In fact, I drove by that office that I used to work at, and I remember this was my essentially my first job out of college. I remember that um, I would drive down this road all the time. Um, and so now it's interesting that here I am, so many, actually, essentially 14 years later, driving down the same path. So that, that just is something that I found kind of interesting. All right, so one of the things I noticed last week when I recorded my video uh, for my One Final Way Challenge, where I was starting to explain the, um, you know, what my products do, what what they're going to get from it. One of the things I felt a little bit challenged was with, I had uh, a PowerPoint presentation set up with all the information, and as I was watching the video, it just there was a huge disconnect. And the, the problem was that I wasn't, wasn't looking at the camera. I was looking off to the side um, where my PowerPoint slides were. And um, one of the things that's important when recording a video is to look into the camera like you're looking in someone else's eyes. And the, the benefit for that is, is it gives you the ability to be more personable to that person. You know, when I'm meeting with someone, if they don't look me in the eyes, um, that's that's that could be an indication that that's not a person that's trustworthy. So when when I'm recording these videos talking about the benefit of different different products I've got, um, I want to make sure I'm looking straight into the video. And what I did is I looked and I. I don't know where I got, I got the idea from John Maxwell team, actually. Uh, one of the things they recommended if you're going to be recording a video was to have a teleprompter. So I, I went and found a teleprompter. Um, yeah, it was right around 200 bucks. And basically the way it works is um, I think it uses a mirror to reflect the words onto a screen that is in front, a glass screen not a glass window, I guess, right in front of the camera. And so essentially what it allows me to do is basically read the words while I'm looking at the camera. So I think that that's going to be a big benefit. And I think it probably makes a difference. You know, one of, maybe one of the things I'll do is I'll record a video with and without the um me using the teleprompter. I, I looked at the reviews that some of the other people had bought, and um, I think it's going to be a really good solution for me to have that teleprompter. Uh, the other thing that I was looking at um, while I was finishing up my copy is I, ha I had a book that a, a sales coach had, had recommended to me a, a number of years ago. I bought it on Kindle, um, and it's actually not a good book to have on Kindle. There's, there's certain books that I like to have as reference books. And this is a book that uh, is one of those. The name of the book is Words That Sell. And so the if we're looking back at copy, which is the ability to um, write 
in a persuasive way. Uh, one of the things that is super important is using the right words. And the difference sometimes between closing a sale and not closing a sale could very well be the words that, um, it could be one or two words. And so I'm here I am as a the best salesman in my business, promoting my business. So I want to use words that are going to uh, put the right frame of, and I want it's it's I want to make sure that when I'm selling stuff to people, that I'm not boring. Uh, so one of the biggest sins, probably in sales, outside of not doing the work, is being boring. You know, that's the same. Same thing in journalism, um, in entertainment. Boredom, being boring is one of the worst things ever. Um, so in order to improve the language I use, I've got this book, Words That Sell. And um, as I was, it's kind of interesting because it has, I don't know, a bunch of different phrases or words that... I'll give you an example. So if the word was um, money saving, it had two pages of words and phrases to use to express that thought of money saving. Um, and so when I was writing my one time offer about um, the different attributes of what I was selling, I wanted to use words that would paint a picture better than me using a boring, boring phrase. Uh, and while I was reading through this book, Words That Sell, uh, I noticed that he recommended another book that he wrote, haha, <laughs> uh, another book that he wrote called More Words That Sell. Um, and then someone else wrote a book called Phrases That Sell. And so I've got, I put the, I ordered words that sell, or more words that sell, and phrases that sell. So I'll be getting those tomorrow. So those, that's a purchase that I made. Um, and then the other purchase I made was this teleprompter. Uh, so I'm looking forward to having the teleprompter because that'll make me better with my videos because I'll have the right words, uh, and then I'll have the ability to look into people's eyes while I am sharing my videos. So those are a couple of tips that that I found useful for today. Um, and um, who knows what else will happen. So the I think that's going to be the bulk of what I have to share today. All these. Uh, now, I will cut the beginning. I had a little bit of dead space, but for the most part, um, my goal with the podcast is to essentially be uncut or unedited. Um, and I would say 95% of the stuff that I say on the podcast will be unedited. Um, the other instance of where I might edit out some things would be is if I um, accidentally share a real person's name or information like that. So I would want to keep um, that information private. Um, I could talk about specific situations. Um, 
However, I would need to do it in a way that protects the confidentiality of the person. And then I would need to talk in generalities as well. Unless, however, I got that person's permission uh, to be able to share those stories. Now, however, the one thing to note is that even if I get permission to share, most of the times I would choose to share that person's information without disclosing identity. Just a good practice. Uh, and specifically from an ethical standpoint, I think it's the right thing to, to do. Also, one of the things I did is I was, um, this was, this I think is where I'm going to end. Um, as I was looking at one of the items that I'm giving away in one of my offers is the audiobook for uh, Profit First. And so I went to Amazon where probably 99% of the audiobooks are sold and looked at some of the customer reviews. Uh, and this, this is a tip I had heard from somewhere else is that um, the, one of the nice things about Amazon is it's actually a really good search engine. Okay, so think about this for a second. People are searching to buy something. So when you're looking to sell something, um, one of the things that you could do, uh, and this is actually what I did, is I was looking to read some of the reviews that people wrote about the audiobook uh, for Profit First. Um, because as I was writing down the um, what people what the value was of what people were getting from the audiobook, I wanted to write down things that people already had um, already had said about Profit First, um, and then also wanted to give an idea of if people bought it and they had three or four things that they really liked about it then that could be some phrase that I could use phrases like that in my sales copy, you know? So there's no need for me to reinvent the wheel. Now I didn't write the words word for word. What I did is I found a way to rephrase it, um, you know, in a way that hopefully is compelling for other people getting my offer. All right. So there we are. Um, that is the rest of what I'm going to share today. Um, hope you have a great evening and I will talk to you another day. That does it for today's show. If you enjoyed the podcast, do two things for me, please. One, subscribe to the Ideal Money Life podcast. And two, tell one person about the show. This is a labor of love for me, and I want to get the message to as many people as possible. Thank you for listening. Ideal Money Life podcasts are for general information purposes only and do not create a CPA, tax advisor, investment, or other professional relationship. You should consult your professional advisors before you apply anything you've learned from this podcast. Remember the wise words of Benjamin Franklin. Your net worth to the world is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. Have a great day.